Hi, I'm Alvian Lyons. And I'm Doug Weiss. And welcome to Love Life. So Douglas, I hear very often people say that you don't just date or marry a person. Often you're also dating or marrying their families. So it's not a, there's no way to not have in some way a package deal. So the question we got from our audience was about toxic families. What do you do or how do you choose between your family and your loved one or even their family in, and how that's affecting your relationship? How do you navigate spaces when you can't resolve issues or you're struggling to resolve issues that are family-based issues and mm. those things are becoming toxic inside of the relationship? What do you do? Have you heard or experienced anything like that personally? And what would you say? I haven't personally experienced it, but I do um, know some people who have. And I think this is one of the most difficult um, things to to try to get past in any kind of relationship. Um, Unless you frankly don't care about your family at all. (laughs) You'd like to, (laughs) in essence, divorce them. (laughs) Um, I think you got a challenge um, because every relationship exists within a a larger frame, and that frame are all of your support network, mm-hmm. your friends, mm-hmm. and your family. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, you've got a lot of years of investment in that family, right. um, even if you don't like everybody in your family, they're still part of that support network around you. And if the division between their perspective and your partner's perspective is sharp enough, regardless of what the subject is, you can try to set up some ground rules for engagement. You can try to minimize the points of friction, but it's, it's not likely to resolve itself. It's not likely to get better over time. In fact, if anything, it's likely to get worse over time. And, you know, I've seen in advice columns and and read uh, a number of times people say, well, you just need to, you know, you need to tell the family, this is my decision. Love me, love my partner. (laughs) And I've often wondered because, you know, of course, in the newspaper columns like this, you never see the follow-up right <laughs> you know, the fact that the, the advice, divorce was imminent right, right. <laughs> the advice has been dispensed and you're on your own <laughs> right. and i often wonder yeah how well did that work right right were her bags or his bags at the door after you tried that we don't know if that's what happened that'd be interesting to hear the after it supposedly ended where the column was concerned. Yeah, we need a relationship. Right. <clears throat> Excuse Follow me. up. We need a relationship after action report. Right. <laughs> For those of you in the military. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hmm. In your counseling, you must run across this. I do. And to your point, it doesn't normally turn out very well. Unless you have, and when I say very well, that is to say that both parties in, in the situation are comfortable with the resolution. I have seen it be navigated through, but very often in those situations, 
one of the partners decides that I am just going to stuff how I really feel about this because I love my person so much. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to decide that this is one of those things that though it is a sticking point on the inside, no matter how much it bothers me, I'm just not going to let this ruin my relationship, but they don't feel any less vitriol. They don't feel any less anger. They don't feel any le- They just decide to stick it somewhere. So, um, and unfortunately, when you do that, you can never predict when it's going to pop up. Right. You never know when it's going to kind of bubble over or when it's going to show up in some other way, because anything you stuff inside of a relationship pops up somewhere else eventually. So, and people don't always recognize the place of origin to say that, oh, really, the first fracture was really over this thing, even though we're having an argument about this thing. This is the thing we're arguing about now isn't really the issue. It's that you already felt violated by something else that this moment has simply triggered, but we're, it's really not, it's really not the issue. So I get nervous a little bit when I, when I hear um, people talk about uh, struggling with these kinds of familial issues that they are unable to come to a resolution over and that they've just decided they're going to suck up because it's almost like setting a timer at that point you know just when is it finally going to be too much yeah and sometimes it could be years and and i think that they this isn't as rare as people may think And, and we need perhaps to clarify we're not talking about the fact that you're Girlfriend or boyfriend likes the Redskins and you like the Steelers. <laughs> <clears throat> Although I suppose in some households that could become that could a, be problematic, a right? point of division. Um, we're not even talking about necessarily, you know, uh, political differences. Right. Although right. that too could be. But w- but this comes up quite often, um, and and it is less rare than you might think. A couple of examples. Um, a divorce occurs. And the uh, couples have children, Mm -hmm. and they date or remarry someone else. Mm. And the kids and maybe the extended family have an attitude. Mm. I liked liked your previous partner better better than the new one. one. Right. Right. Um, That's a a fairly common kind of scenario. And and, and another one of these is they... um, is what I call the the acceptance threshold. Um, I certainly have have experienced this myself. When the, when you have um, uh, a, a widowing situation, you've lost a spouse, and there's a subsequent relationship. Especially if there are kids and family again, um, they're still perhaps in mourning, mm-hmm. and it's not that they may not like or even respect the new partner, Mm -hmm. but that they're still not ready to let go of the person who's been lost. Right. So I think these things occur again with, with more frequency than people might, might um, expect. And the most toxic part of it from my perspective is that it places um, one of the partners in a position of having to make a choice. To choose. Right. Which is hard. And it places the other partner, if they are even moderately self-aware, 
um, in a terrible position because they know that they are the source of the friction, that they are the one causing, mm -hmm. even if they're not doing anything actively, right. they're, they're the cause of this disunion mm -hmm. um, between their loved one and their loved one's family. Family. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, and, and struggling with that feeling, would it just be better if I leave? Right. Like if I'm the person who seems to be the, um, you know, the stimulus for this pain, this friction, this now fracture inside of the family, is it just better if I leave? And really have being torn by my love for you and my desire for you to not hurt and for you to not struggle, for you to not be in constant fights and stress and turmoil with your family. But I also know that you love me. And if I leave, that's going to hurt. If I stay, you're hurting. So you're in this catch-22, you know, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Right. Like, it's just, it's a tough, tough situation to be in. And it's, and it doesn't have, a, it doesn't have an easy fix associated yeah. with that because somebody's going to get hurt no matter what it is that you do in Absolutely. those situations. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the important thing is that in a relationship and, and <clears throat> maybe again, if we go back into scripture, they talk about the, the bond, but in a relationship and that you, you literally put your family mm -hmm. aside. Uh, it, it, the, a couple in a relationship have to be on the same page. They have to be uh, consciously willing to say, I support you and you support me. And if there are those outside of us in our support network, family or friends, who aren't aligned with that, this shouldn't be our choice to make. Mm -hmm. This should be their choice to make. Mm -hmm. As long as you and I see this the same way. And this choosing between each other is not is is off right. the table, right? And it's up to it's not. We don't have a choice to make. We've made our choice. It's it's them. up to you, right? Family, friends, to make a choice. If you love us, then you're going to have to find a way past this. Mm -hmm. That's such an interesting thing to say. It reminds me of a quote that I absolutely love from Bishop T.D. Jakes that says that a ship does not sink because of the water that it sits inside it sinks because of the water that gets inside of it mm -hmm. that it's rarely the things that are around us that become destructive it's the things that are inside of us so if we choose as a couple that inside this ship we are going to be good to each other our love will be healthy with each other we will be each other's safe space then the issue is really not allowing what's happening outside of us to become the thing that's happening inside of us, inside of the relationship. And it's not an easy thing to do. It's easier said and discussed than it is to live. But I think that you're very right in the fact that if, if we commit to this thing and, and we are a healthy union, then ultimately it's our family's decision to be able to embrace that union or not embrace that union. Our job is to always leave that, um, the door open, that we would like to have relationship and we would like this to be wonderfully healthy. And we are here when you all are ready to be able to accept that. Um, but if we've made the decision that this is what we're going to do when we're two healthy adults in a healthy relationship, and this is just an issue of preferences, not an issue of I'm trying to hold on to somebody that's toxic for me. 
and the family is looking out for your best interest and doesn't want to support the toxicity in your relationship. So we're assuming in this conversation that it's a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. that the family just not has not gotten a chance to accept. I think you're spot on in in terms of who has to make the decision. Well, and we all know that there are dysfunctional families. Absolutely. And it's important to understand that support network, that family, before you get too far into the relationship, because you are, you know, they are, they come along with it. It is a package And deal. if there is dysfunctionality, then, then you have to make a choice early on in the relationship to continue on. And if you're going to continue on, then you have to say, you know, I am, I am not in essence, marrying into that dysfunctionality, whether marriage is actually in the cards or not. I'm not buying it. Mm. Um, I don't have to accept that. Mm. And that's a lot of conversation that has to take place, mm. a lot of dialogue between partners before you get too far down the road. Mm. You kind of have to call that out. And, you know, there's, it's a delicate balance. How, you know, when is it too soon? <laughs> <clears throat> but... If you find those points of friction and they continue, then I think that there's a necessity to to raise this question. Because if you don't, the unspoken um, issues will come up, as you say, mm-hmm. inevitably. Mm-hmm. And they will continue to tear at the fabric of That's the bond between two Absolutely. people. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I will definitely say that I think that you summed it up quite well, that the greater the, di- the, greater the differences... Um, the greater the dialogue. If there are major differences going on where the family is concerned, it, the earlier you can have that dialogue around those differences, the healthier your chances will be and the healthier the quality of the relationship. You know, you always make me sound so much smarter than I really am. <laughs> That's what good partnership is all about. <laughs> That's another episode of Love Life. You heard it here. And uh, we always have so much fun, um, and we hope you're having fun listening to us. Um, if you'd like to, you know, let us know how you feel, uh, write to us, um, uh, Doug at lovelife.digital. Or Alvian at lovelife.digital. And we want to thank you, our listeners, and we want to thank Kamaria, our producer. producer, and Todd, our recording engineer. Yes, indeed. And we'll be back with you. Our Love Life family. Next week. Till then, take care.